new on CuriosityStream. Grab your decoder ring. We're cracking the world's most famous encryptions. From the mom who took down the mob to the Zodiac Killer. See how the pros hide their secrets in plain sight on Cracking the Code. Plus, it was impossible to recruit intelligence agents without recruiting war criminals. Meet the retirees of the Third Reich who gathered Cold War intelligence for the U.S. on Nazis in the CIA. Watch now on CuriosityStream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com. Hey, look at those guys. Isn't that nice? Okay. Good morning, TK. Good morning, Daryl. How are All you? All right, we're back at it. I'm good. Still Things are okay. Still rocking the goatee. Yeah. So this is still stage two of my reopening. Stage and, two uh, of your reopening. You see, I I, I I was thinking this morning, funny enough, about your goatee, and I was okay. see, cautioning I, you. I I like to think of myself as someone who can spot trends and okay. so i've noticed a, di- a direct correlation between the amount of infections in ontario and the amount of facial hair that you have see way I, back I, you had a full beard and this place was like going down hard and I then you I shaved it you you went to goatee and all of a sudden we had like half the cases every day yeah exactly and I mean, now i see the goatees the goatee's getting a little trimmer, and the cases yeah. seem to be going Lower. down still. So we'll have to Lower. monitor this yeah. event. Number five setting on the uh, beer trimmer, and uh, once stage three reopens, it's going to be gone, gone, and we're going to be fully open in business. We've got to show that you know we are being safe, and this is just added layer. So it's an additional filter on my mask, right? So there's a lot of a lot of theory that has been put into this, and this is my last home haircut that I've received. Uh, my wife and I discussed, so I will be going back to the barber. Uh, coming uh, the next week or two. We also had a discussion about um, haircuts and inviting our hairdresser to the house while the weather was good enough to be able to do it outside. Yes. And? How'd that go? Is it, is it going well, to Well, I mean, it's on the table at the moment. On My the son has an afro right now. That's okay. Haircuts are coming to uh, the Frankfurt house very soon. I, I can feel it. I think... Yeah. <laughs> you could be right. I don't want to. Awesome. I don't want to. What do we, what, what do we got on the uh, on the table today? I know you sent me a bunch of stuff and, and you had an order of it. I sent you a whole bunch of stuff and I do have an yep. order. And uh, before we get one too of deep, I just want to be able to pull out our new friend's name. Okay. Our first comment, and I was thinking this morning. How wonderful that our first comment was positive. <laughs> We're communicating with the outside world. Absolutely. We are hitting a nerve out there. No, I think actually the first comment was a guy who commented that. Oh, uh, big crash ahead. The market's going to crash. No, so, I think so actually the first comment was me commenting on how wonderful you are. Okay. Our first real uh, value to comment is positive so very very uh deep and uh informative and uh i value yeah, it zero well, percent the first one this one however by brian jordan i value considerably so okay. brian really wanted us to kind of focus on the rental market because he owns some rental condos downtown 
and he's having yeah. a little bit of a tough time. So uh, I promised him in writing that we would definitely touch on that today. I know you uh, did some research so that you can make sure that uh, our one fan is happy after today's podcast. So we will get into that, but I think we need to build things up a little bit so that we can really dive into the rental store. So before we get into anything about the real estate market, and this does touch on the real estate market, but I think it's important to talk about because we did touch on it in our first show, Rowdy Telez. (laughs) has paid his rent <laughs> hallelujah yeah now that do you think deal. that non-payment of rent situation had anything to do with vladimir guerrero moving over to first base basically ruining rowdy telez's career in toronto i'm not uh you know following as as much baseball as i have in the past but i would say that there is definitely going to be some uh, outside influences to protect his brand uh, here in Toronto and paying that rent is definitely one of them. He so. is paid in full now. Now that Vladdy's at first, he is paid in full. Okay, yeah. one other thing I wanted to touch on that I thought was really cool that happened in Toronto this week. Um, I witnessed it live via YouTube. Um, so it kind of combines two really cool things together. So we've talked about him a few times, Mr. Kabooth, Charles Kabooth, the big nightclub and restaurateur in Toronto opened yeah. up the uh, City View Drive-In down at the, uh, I guess, the government, the old government building down at the docks at Cherry Beach, uh, Portland area there. So he opened up the parking lot with this amazing stage and, and this crazy LED screen that you can see perfectly during the day. And so, so what happened there is to, to open the thing up, they did a launch for... Uh, 199 Church Street condominium launch. So they had all of the platinum agents and people sign up to come to this event. They had uh, 200 car occupancy and they scattered the cars in the parking lot and uh, every second row, like everything was scattered kind of like a checkerboard and, and they had this big like festival concert style pump up MLM presentation for selling the condos. Perfect. And other than like some technical glitches with the streaming, it, it was kind of cool. Of course. Yeah. They got to start somewhere and, and learn and figure out all the kinks and uh, then they can open it up commercially. Right. But it, it's it, it's a, there's a testament there to uh, Toronto entrepreneurship and real estate kind of mixed in together because you have two things kind of going on having firsts. Well, I guess a, a drive in in downtown Toronto is not a first, but Nobody really went to them before this whole thing happened, did they? Did you go to them recently? A drive-in? Yeah. In Toronto? <laughs> no. But um, anywhere? Big, uh, yeah, up north. There's some. There's some ones that I know about. But uh, the thing is, with uh, you know something like that, is you know you need to get uh, on board with a corporate sponsor, right? So that he needed to have some sort of, uh, you know, in this case, a developer be able to uh, attribute some value to having the crowds and the attention and the media and everything like that. And who better to go to than, than a new condominium right in the area. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I wonder who you know, thought of it. I wonder whose idea it was to launch, do a condo launch like that. I'm sure there's a lot, lots of guys, you know, like he's pretty connected in that world. So that's, oh, that's yeah. fine. It, I thought it was pretty cool. Um, so before we get to our, our main topic of Toronto rents, 
Um, let's paint a picture. We've got a lot of stuff this week talking about how strong the Toronto uh, resale market is. Um, yep. We've got all kinds of stuff. This one is mind-boggling. Um, the headline is... Canadian real estate prices grew over 29 times the rate of U.S. home prices. Yeah. And so, again, I mean, I hate bringing up stuff about Canada that's broad because Toronto is so different and independent of Canada. But if Canadian real estate prices grew over 29 times the rate of U.S. home prices, like what did Toronto do compared to U.S. home prices? Well, the Toronto numbers and Vancouver's numbers are the reason why that number is so high, right? This is not, yeah, it might be the average Canadian, but Toronto and Vancouver basically carry the entire Canadian market on their shoulders, Yeah. right? So that's the, um, that's the thing that I took away from that. And, you know, the index that they used to, I mean, it's I think all... that was a headline grabber. I mean, we know that when it's talking about um, 29 times, I mean, we're not talking about like a price metric or anything like that. We're just looking at no, a growth and it's... metric and talking about uh, adjusted based on inflation. And so, um, you know, you're not talking about 20 times value. Your, your dollar wouldn't have earned $29 if it was in one market compared to another. They're just talking about the growth. Yeah, and it's since 2008 or 2009 in comparison, which I mean, still yeah. 20 time, 29 times great uh, a growth over that time period compared to a world power or the world power is pretty impressive numbers mm -hmm. and, and pretty crazy. Um, but still, yeah, definitely an attention grabber 29 times. But um, they did actually quantify it. I mean, but... I mean, I can make up any number and quantify it with some amount of data in real estate. Yeah. I mean, there's so much yeah. data to manipulate. It's crazy. So One we have question a... I had though, that came up in my head when I was uh, going over that was uh, socially, right? Like, what's the social benefits of the way that the U.S. had to deal with the Great Recession and they had the housing market crash and they had the, uh, you know, uh, rejigging of their banking system and everything like that? What where do they stand today and are they stronger today because of that and is it and as canadians are we weaker because we um had the benefits of a of a, a stronger financial system and banking system back then which has now gotten us to this point with this huge household debt and with these uh low affordability measures and everything like that in our major cities so like socially like they had mass homelessness and job loss and business loss and debt and death, you know, suicides, that kind of stuff, health problems, all that kind of stuff comes when you have major economic collapses like that and everything else. So socially, are they better off today or are we better off because of it? You know, and that's something that I was, um, I don't have the, the, the figures on, but the main thing is, is it seems like that's something to, to consider. Well, when you, when you compare um, getting $2,000 a month per person that can't make money anymore to, I think they're like $1,200 in the States. And they're having a hell of a time actually getting the money. And yeah, it was for way less time. And it, it's it's way worse there, right? Times the population though, right? So you got to, you know, you got to factor that in too, that the Canadian government was willing to support us because... When they crunched the numbers, they said that's a debt that we can that we're willing to take on. 
I, I think I think the actual decision is is really easy for most countries right now because as long as you're printing money in proportion to what the United States is doing, your currency can't go down. True. Right. So as long True. as you're pegging that 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 printing press in relation yeah. or proportion to what they're doing, there's no effect here. Yeah. Right. And and also so in Canada, they loosen the 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 restrictions on people for what they can borrow when it comes to housing and we talked about it a couple weeks ago it's like canadians torontonians i mean we're putting most of our money and debt into something tangible something real we're not buying lamborghinis and we're not buying you know gucci you know uh, uh, apparel for our kids and rolexes for our kids we're not all i mean some people definitely are but like as a culture it's not the same Right. So their debt is all university or college debt and 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 consumer debt. And ours is in in most part or a great deal of tied to a, an asset. Mm-hmm. And that that just allows us to ring up more debt or, or scarier levels of debt. Like this other article I'm looking at here. What housing crash? Toronto smashes its housing record. And these are guys that have been calling for a crash forever. Yeah. Right. Like it just it doesn't this market, no matter what you put onto it, it, it defies all logic. Because the yeah, the, the demand and supply is just so out of balance. New on Curiosity Stream. Have researchers figured out a mathematical formula for success? A clearer understanding of how success happens could lead us to change the rules. Gain a new perspective on getting ahead. It's science of success. And the U.S. won the space race, but not without help from the Nazis. They were just years ahead of us. Meet NASA's rocket scientists of the Third Reich on the moon landing and the Nazis. Watch now on Curiosity Stream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com.